right, everybody. Welcome to the League Community Podcast. You're uh, back another week with me, Dylan Most Dirty, and we have guest host Patrick Scarzard Scarborough. Say hi to the people, Patrick. Hello, people. Perfect. And today we are here with two members of the playtest team here at Riot Games uh, to talk a little bit about uh, themselves and that team's operation. So we've got Adam Cohen, also known as AFIC. I believe. Yeah, it's Riot Aficin game. Oh, okay. You know, oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. Got a professional <laughs> he, here. He works at Riot, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he knows I, how to get a real job. Somehow I figured that they wouldn't be okay with me doing Riot a Dylan most dirty. I, mm. I figured I should just keep the Riot out of it. Yeah, at a one. certain point, it's too many letters. And then we also have uh, Scott Hong, better known in the amateur League of Legends scene as Sicko Scott. Uh, and I say better known in the amateur scene because I think he scored a kill on almost every single person in the promotion tournament at one point or another. Hmm. I did not know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I, I know that about you, Scott. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. There you go. <laughs> You're bloodthirsty. Cool. And so as I mentioned, these two uh, fine gentlemen with us today are uh, a member of uh, the Riot Playtest team, which is a, a relatively new team as far as, the, uh, as, as far as Riot goes at this point, uh, something that has become increasingly necessary over the years as, uh, as the, the company has gotten larger. Uh, and they do a lot of cool stuff. So we have them here to, uh, to talk to us a little bit about those operations. So... Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess, Adam, just to jump into it, why don't you give us a, a quick little snapshot of just like what your team does before we go into the history a bit? Sure. So standard day involves us starting off with our morning stand-up, where we basically go over a bunch of issues that we're working on, iterating on, and we basically use that time to prioritize changes for the day. Um, anything from one patch out to, you know, three champions out even. And when you say prioritize issues, what, what is it exactly that you're talking about that your team takes on? So we basically play test stuff. Anything <laughs> any, that, any and all stuff? <laughs> anything that has ever showed up in a patch note, we have likely play tested at some point. Okay. So that stuff. All right. So almost anything that we need. And yes. so the difference here is that unlike, you know, in a lot of cases where a, a, a designer might make a champion and then play test it, play testing is your you and your team's job. That is what you guys do all the time. That is the vast majority of what we do. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So when we're prioritizing, after we prioritize stuff, we typically have our morning game where we try and throw some crazier stuff out there. Uh, the ideas aren't necessarily ironed out yet, but we just try and get a feel for them. So we'll have... Lots of new champions, lots of changes. Uh, those games get pretty crazy. Pretty uh, yeah, definitely a lot more of the experimental stuff. I know, um, I mean, you know, because I, I kind of work on the other side of the fence from you guys, right? Like, I'm over with design, and in our meetings, we're like, uh, you know, we'll start off at a change list. Like, what if Jarvan's ultimate spawned, like, eight flags around it? And in the past, we used to be like, well, there's no there's no time. We can only play test so many times a day. And now we're just like, oh, I'll just throw some crazy stuff in there, and then we'll just give it to their team, and I'm sure they'll come out with something. Scott, how, how has the experience been, like, for you n now that you have made the transition from, like, being someone that was outside and played the game a lot to now being a, a professional play tester? What is that like? Uh, it's actually pretty crazy, right? Um, most of the time when, when I played on live, I would think, wow, I can't believe this change, change list went through, right? Like, this actually breaks the character. They're so broke. They're so OP, right? Yeah. Who are those idiots on the other side of the... <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, right? And you were like, it's me! It's yeah. I'm the idiot! <laughs> now, now I look at Reddit and I just see, what, 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 was, the game, what was the live, ba live balance team doing, right? Yeah. And it's like, although we aren't on live balance, we deal a lot with uh, the change list that go through their team. And it 
it's it's kind of it's, it's pretty strange, right? Yeah, be, being connect. on the other side. Yeah. Where do you think so? So I imagine now you have that perspective. Where where do you think some of that disconnect comes from? I ima- I, I imagine that you're not sitting here in the office going, "God, I'm an idiot. Why is this change going out?" Uh, you know, quite so much as you might have been on the other side. Where where do you think that uh, that divide comes from? Um, I think the biggest thing is that when they go when people test stuff on the live environment, they have millions of games right they have a lot of data to go through whereas for us we have a limited amount of tests so we can't really isolate changes in themselves right if you're going to test something like uh zig's q doing 10 more damage how can right. we possibly get an actual read on that change right yeah so i think that's the biggest thing is that we simply don't have the like manpower to go through all the changes and isolate them. Got you. And I think that really, I, from as far as I understand, it speaks to the need behind uh, your team, essentially. is just that there is that problem of scale. League is a huge game that patches out once every two weeks, as, as uh, I would say, without uh, without fail, but ju- don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you know sometimes there's al- a couple days. There's always, Hecarim, there. <laughs> there's always Hecarim patch. Oh. <laughs> um, and, and, and we you know commit to making those those change those patches very you know contentful and and nowhere is that is that uh you know i i would say more of an art rather than a science maybe than with the gameplay stuff and and we found over the years long ago like you know adam you you were here when the company was smaller like just keeping up with that demand was was so tough and and we went through a lot of different things uh you know along those lines can you can you maybe talk about some of the historical context behind playtesting at riot like years ago Oh, uh, yeah. So when I started it, or just before I started it, it was pretty crazy. Uh, games weren't exactly balanced. There were... And this is how many years ago? This is maybe two and a half years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. So around then, uh, yeah, games were not that balanced. Uh, everything was just kind of thrown in, and players like, oh, yeah, that, that felt like it did what we were trying to go for, and then it wasn't exactly that easy to pull conclusions from the playtests themselves. Sure. So... And yeah. I think uh, I I recall uh, you know from being here I've been here about uh, almost five years at this point uh, there there were it was basically a case of are you good at are you top tier at League of Legends we need you for play tests like it doesn't matter if you're an artist or whatever like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna need to rope you into this this top flight play test because in addition to the ones where just the champion designers were testing out or or even like you know the artists would be playing like we had we tried to at least have like one top flight one a day or something like that yeah. well well I mean this also happened uh, because because I, I was you know back back when I was a designer and we were you know, working on the the games changes it was like myself. Roku, Jat, Static. It was like we had about, I want to say, like at any given moment, about eight of us that were considered like top level at the time. And then you would see a pretty big drop off after that. So if anyone was sick or if anyone had a conflicting meeting or something, you're really risking the integrity of that test to say like, okay, you know, we're in like the crunch days of Aatrox and we're like putting in all these changes. He's about to go to PBE and it's like we need to know does he need 20 more healing on this thing or 50 more healing? What does that do? And then if you have someone who, you know, shout outs to all the people in gold out there, right? But if if you have someone who is at a much lower level and now that lane gets snowballed or or even just bottom lane across the map and can warp the whole game, it becomes really, really difficult to tell. And that's one play test. You can't get that time back. You guys still have to go do work for the rest of the day. Yeah, and, and it's, so, not their, it's not their job, you know, like how it's it's their their job might be something else specifically. Gameplay designer, champion designer, yeah. not 
purely playtesting and and making sure that everything is as tight as it can be. Yeah. So so at least from my perspective, and, and you can probably, you know, help me out here, it was really like we had hit a point where, you know, Jack goes off to esports, you know, Roku goes off, you know, we're you know, kind of the, the Dragon Balls have, have spread across the universe <laughs> at this point. And uh, you know, we need help filling tests. And so uh, Adam was one of them, but we started to get a bunch of really high-level QA people and, you know, a couple of people from eSports who were like, oh, I have the time and I, and I like to do it. And so we started to put playtests back together again with this competitive lens of like, okay, we need this type of high-level person. Uh, and then there started to be some of them who were very consistent. And I think that's when you guys really came to the conclusion that something should be done. Oh, yeah, that's pretty accurate for the most part. Um, I definitely started out by being one of those people that filled in. Yeah. After, you know, everyone left. Uh, and then after a certain point, uh, we just needed the playtest team in general. So what, what was kind of the catalyst? Like what, uh, you know, obviously there was, uh, for, as Patrick mentioned, the company was just getting bigger, more people coming on board. Uh, League had been around longer, so people, you know, <laughs> we started just getting, uh, you know, some more top flight players. But what kind of what kind of kicked it into gear into the, like, dedicated, you know, 10-plus member playtest team as we have it today with you at the head and the mission of it being to playtest consistently? Yeah, so it really started with Greg Street, a gross ghost crawler, actually just wanting a playtest team. I don't know too much of the specifics around that, but uh, that was the desire initially. And I had just finished up working on the team I was on. It was on. It was AI at the time, and uh, from there we put together a team. And I was the sort of the first playtester, if you will. Um, at that point, uh, Greg Street wanted us to make sure we could fill out our game so we could test more. Uh, main reason being playtests were the kind of bottleneck in the whole pipeline. So we were trying to get in a bunch of changes, but truth is we just had no idea how they all would play together. Uh, so, you know, getting in more playtests makes it so you can iterate more, makes it so you can put more changes in, makes it so you can do more cool stuff. And that's kind of where it all started. Sure. Yeah, and from what I recall, you guys, uh, you know, came at it with the goal of, of I think initially like at least doubling the number of playtests, and and then really just kind of professionalizing the process as well, like making it about people whose whose jobs, you know, were focused on this, you know, and and I think uh, I think the big challenge there though, obviously right away is is where you find the people for that. Um, Scott, how did you get involved? Uh, funnily enough, I actually looked on Reddit, and there was a job post for playtest team. I that's, that's where I go for all my job <laughs> listings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think R I remember that. Jobs. I think I remember that thread. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was that was that was a bit out there as a hiring method. Uh, Adam, I guess you you could probably give us some context on that. Yeah. So we learned pretty early on that, uh, as you know, Scarborough was alluding to earlier, you kind of want playtests to be similar skilled. Yeah. Uh, we have lots of you know gold, silver, platinum, whatever. But we didn't really have the high end covered to the same extent. Yeah. Uh, turns and, out and there's a lower percentage of people at that percent. Right. <laughs> and, and specifically, it's it's the high end people that have the time to really commit to it, right? Because yeah. like Turley and Kobe and Jad are all really good players that are also like shoutcasting 18 hours a day or, or like whatever like weird schedule we have them on, <laughs> right? So expecting people like that to come over and be like, oh yeah, commit your time, like your work hours to that is actually really tough. So yeah, we knew lots of. You know, high level players looked at Reddit. Um, that's that's something I do in my free time. So, uh, you know, it makes sense that if, if you're looking for those high level players, <laughs> hey, what do I do? I post on Reddit. <laughs> Holy shit! Let's throw up an ad. Yeah, no, I mean that that. Well, that I mean, was clearly it worked, work. right? I mean, that's the well. How how many people do, did we actually get from that to your recollection? Uh 
Scott? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, was, it was maybe five-ish. It was five or so, I'd say. Okay. I, it was, I remember going through that interview process, and it was it was a gauntlet of death. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember. There was nicely. The, I imagine you guys got a lot of a lot of responses. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them were like one sentence like, Rito, hire me. So sure. yeah. Yeah. there, there yeah. were varying levels of, you know, Some people were definitely in, in it for the memes. <laughs> Scott, I want to kick it back to you because you are, I, I, uh, I believe, at the time of my uttering the sentence, the highest rated player in all of the dominion of Riot Games. Yes, that is true. <laughs> you, you, you were like, <laughs> Patrick the look hesitated, on his face but Scott did not hesitate. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like on a cloud right now. You're like, yes, indeed. It is I. Well, I, I didn't know that like, Abe had passed you or someone or something. Uh, so you mentioned earlier, right? You're talking about like, oh, well, if you do like a Ziggs Q at 10, it's mm-hmm. harder for us to tell the impact of those versus like millions of games collecting data. Mm-hmm. But but I know you and your team are really, really good at at still figuring out like the specifics of small changes, I wanted to know, in your mind, what do you think are the advantages now that you've been a part of the playtest team for a long time, right? Because we aren't just grabbing more people for more tests, right? Like, mm-hmm. where do you feel like your team has their comfort zone or, or really feels confident, you know, when you're picking up changes and doing things like that? Sure. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with familiarity. Uh, since we have a, a much larger team than before, uh, a lot of people specialize in certain champions or certain lanes, right? Uh, League is a 5v5 game, so there's five unique roles. Yeah. Uh, the big thing with getting more players is that they play those distinct roles. So if we're doing something like Ziggs, uh, I'm a jungler, so I have no idea what Ziggs does, right? <laughs> yeah. like, he throws bombs and he, and he kills stuff. That's pretty much all I know. But to know the intricacies of that champion, we need someone who plays mid lane, and hopefully they have some familiarity with that champion. So how how do you feel like the 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 matchup knowledge spread is across your whole team? Do you feel like you guys are you guys truly the X Men? Like each of you are specialized <laughs> on all the different characters. That'd be really nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us are support and jungler mains, unfortunately, but we certainly do have enough people to fill in those to fill in that knowledge gap for mid lane, top lane, and AD carry. So what I'm hearing is, if anyone out there listening to this podcast is an Urgot challenger player. We may need you. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hearing. That's I'm, what I heard. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess that's a hole that maybe needs filling. It's very it's, possible. You're like, oh, I don't know. Who's got this one? I'm not sure how, how it is. How, how about that that old change that just went out? Uh, I think it's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, the fear bomb? Yeah, yeah. Yo, the it's fear bomb is sick. I, I can only imagine what those playtests were like. Crab Baby is back. That's funny. We actually have someone who does play Urgot. I oh, mean, he's no 3,000 oh, player. You know, Blake, <laughs> Shout out Blake to the Dabbles. five Urgot Blake players Dabbles out there. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny because we, cha- we were playing that change and he ulted and everyone ran away. We we're like, but I didn't get to fear. I was like, no, everyone ran away. It literally did the same thing. We're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, Emergent gameplay. Yes, exactly. Still accomplishing its goals. <laughs> so how many people are on the team now? How many people do you guys have? Is, uh, it, is it just 5v5? Is it just 10 people? Or is, is that how you do it? We're currently at 11, and the ideal number is 12. Okay. Why so, is, why is yeah. that? So uh, a few things. One, if someone is out, it is nice to be able to fill out the game regardless. Good point. Yes, that is one. Uh, and two... You mean having a backup plan is good? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, oh uh, damn. Having a spectator in the game to have kind of that you know unbiased opinion on how things played out or identify what really turned a game is valuable in its own huh. sense. 
Yeah. So you guys, I mean, so that's that's pretty interesting to me. Is that a dedicated person? Is that just kind of like someone draws the short straw for the the day, or <laughs> uh, it can be however we decide is most efficient. Uh, gotcha. Okay. So yes to everything. Oh, so maybe like <laughs> if somebody is particularly good at a certain thing, you're gonna want them like really paying attention to the guy playing that new champ in that role or something like that. Maybe that is certainly one way we could go okay, about interesting, it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So you guys are really coming at this. You know, like I mentioned, it's it's a professionalized approach. That's the interesting thing for me. You know, be, having been here for a good amount of time, I remember uh, that you know, once upon a time when the company was really small, it like you know, desperate to play test all these. And this is when we were releasing champions. You know, very very frequently, uh, desperate to play test all this stuff. There was actually this thing called the company play test. Were you around for that? Adam? CPT. Uh, baby. I was yeah. around as that. Died out. As that died <laughs> as out, that yeah. died out. As, <laughs> as we lay CPT to yeah, bed. Yeah, exactly. And so for you listeners out there, what that was was basically every morning just people throughout the company would log on into an internal environment and and play test, you know? And and that sounds awesome, and it was awesome. The <laughs> challenge there is getting usable feedback, obviously, because then you've got, like, me and, and like, four of my player support buddies at the time playing, like, five random dudes from the other end of the company who we've not met and, like... Some people may be coming at it from a strict bug testing perspective. Some people are maybe just trying a little harder to win. You know, oh, there, there's not there really balanced teams. Mountains <laughs> of salt. Yeah. There's, hey, you got a camp top, right? Like, they never expect the seventh <laughs> gank. <'cause>, yeah, I <laughs> know. That was. And there'd be a lot of soft rules, like, if you're snowballing, try and hold back, you know, but it'd all be soft <laughs> stuff, you know, like, so what exactly does that mean? My interpretation would be that maybe I just get a quadra kill rather than a pentakill. Yeah, rather than a pentakill. <laughs> yeah, and so, and so as you mentioned, at some point, you know, that had to die. Uh, and, and I think that's the interesting thing is, is this term here, playtests you know, it, it, it entails two words that, that kind of seem in opposition almost to an extent. Yeah. So I'm curious to hear a little more about how you guys go about that process. How do you keep people's, uh, you know, eye on the prize where even if they're getting stomped on in lane, they can they can keep a, a good eye towards it. Or yeah. if, they're, if they're balling out of control, they can be like, all right, we need to get good data out of this. Yeah. How, how do you manage as, that? As someone who gets stomped in lane a lot, I'd imagine, Scott, <laughs> oh. tell, me, oh. tell, tell me how you deal yeah. with it. How, how do you Just do that, Scott? softball that in there. <laughs> Just, and got him. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is accountability, right? Uh, we're all passionate League of Legends players, so we love the game. We play it all the time, right? But when we're playtesting, we need to keep in mind that it's not just a game. It's our responsibility to make sure things come out balanced. And to do that, we need to have a relatively controlled environment, right? Uh, we need to not have people go, like, 13-0 and just, like... <laughs> Just, We've seen those games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens occasionally in our games. Well, so <laughs> well, well, how, how do those go, right? Because I imagine... You know, I know I have put very broken things into the game before. I know many of many of my peers and compatriots have done as well. Like, do you just call it when someone gets too far ahead, or or is it like, or is that experience in and of itself actually really valuable? Yeah, I mean, the quick answer is those games are typically less valuable. Okay, uh, I mean, when when a LeBlanc gets ten kills up and you're like, hey, Jin's coming out soon. Let's see how he does in a close game, and LeBlanc comes up, just like combo dead. It's like, well. That's what happens. Yeah. You don't really get much out of that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you turn and you're like, August, I don't think the Q buffs were enough. <laughs> I did explode. So I imagine that where you know that the importance there is is what we've talked about about uh uh, consistent power levels, or power levels, consistent skill levels between uh, between the testers, and also making sure people are in their right roles, because that's when you get that that type of stuff really badly. I imagine is like it can happen anytime, but it's really going to happen when there's mismatches as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you got that 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 master dude up against the plat dude or something like that. 
Um, is that right? Did I get that right? Is it diamond? I can't keep track. They're so far away from me. I yeah, have yeah, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't, I can't see that. What eye. are these distant it's reaches? It's Challenger Master Diamond Platinum. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And then, and then, uh, and then gold, silver, bronze, Dylan. Yeah. I just, re- <laughs> yeah. I just realized how much better everyone in this room is than me. And it's kind of, I'm shrinking. It's okay. I, uh, I, I kind of want to. Go back to something you were talking about, Ray, because when you when you're talking about the accountability and everything, mm-hmm. you hit on something where you said it's your responsibility to make sure that you're getting the best results that you can get. And uh, I know that that's something that I was kind of always impressed by because, you know, we had a playtest team way, way, way back, back in the day. Right. And like shout outs to any of them right now. Uh, they, they were true legends, uh, true <laughs> legends of the game in their day. Uh, but but I know a thing was. There wasn't a lot of communication between them and other people. They would just kind of get changes dumped on them, and then that would be it. But I know you guys really do kind of pick up and own a lot of these changes and kind of really feel responsible for their success. What is that process like for you? Like, like, tell me about that. Sure. Uh, I think first thing first is that we need to reach consensus as a team. Uh, we need to discuss uh, a, a certain change list, right? And if it's something that we can't agree upon, that's also really good, right? As long as we can reach a conclusion in some in some form. Uh, once we hit that point, we go over to talk to designers or whoever's in charge of the change list, and we have another discussion saying why this needs to change or why this is good for X reason. So do you feel, like, actually really empowered? Because I know that uh, design is almost like... It's like the dark castle off in the distance sometimes to the rest of the company, right? It's like, I know wizards live there. I don't want to go knock on the door, (laughs) you know. But but it's like, uh, I know every time Dylan comes by to, like, hit someone up, even for this podcast, he's like, excuse me, Dark Lord, will you do an Aurelian Soul podcast? Leave me! We have an ideation meeting. But but I know it's like, uh, I mean, do you feel really comfortable? Was that something you had to learn? Or or, or do you feel empowered to kind of carry that stuff through? Mm -hmm. Definitely feel empowered. Uh, when I first started, I was I was pretty ha- pretty hesitant to like meet the makers of Echo or something like that, right? Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this guy actually made a champion. This is amazing. <laughs> Whoa. Right? And now yeah. you're just like, yeah, whatever. And then you yeah, realize yeah. it's August. And you're, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, he looks like some string cheese wearing glasses. Oh, I'm probably going to be fun. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> is getting canceled. <laughs> I'm going to come in here next time. August is going to be standing here. Hello, Dylan. Uh, yeah. I hear you made a podcast. <laughs> and then and then you will lightly blow and he will oh. fall over. And then it will be like, oh. hey, I fucking love August. Yeah. I'm He's sorry. Nice man. He's I had man. to go in. I had to go in. <laughs> I was going to say, too, Scott, you uh, you probably were like, oh, man, this guy made Echo. But then eventually you realized, wait a minute, I'm better than everyone at this company. <laughs> so that probably, that probably helped a bit, too. He was uh, hoping yeah. to come here to train his skills. And yeah. he was like, I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> so, so we can't change you. I, I got to say as well, like, uh, you guys you guys actually have, like, what I think is, like, the coolest spot in the office. You actually have your, you know, like, de- desks are right are pretty freeform and they're pretty much scattered about. But you guys actually have this sweet little circle of, of intense playtesting. And I, I think when I drove by last time, don't you guys actually have some, like, Creed or, or freaking, like, you know, litany or canticles or something up on the wall. Like, this is the order of the play test. <laughs> so that, these that these are the rules you must buy, abide by. Yeah, t- so tell us about that, things, Adam. <laughs> tell us about that. Two things that. going on there. One, we do have, you know, a set of guidelines to follow. That's off to the side from the, you know, the candlelit vigil. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> the candlelit vigil is a former playtester who moved to a different team, and we mourned his loss. So, you know, Rip. we stalked his Facebook, photoshopped <laughs> pictures of all of us on one of his pictures. It's... It's really entertaining, 
But, you know, that's, you guys sound that's like a fun bunch. <laughs> well, I, I know that's something that that's happened a bit, actually, is you guys uh, you guys have, have have sent people to to various other teams throughout Riot. Uh, I, I believe, in fact, Zyrene actually made a made a stop on the playtest team. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. he stopped on the train. So, so, so some people have graduated from from uh, playtest academy. So, yeah, before Zyrene graduated, uh, he actually did a lot of. A lot of work on Rek'Sai. I say graduated, but yeah. you know, <laughs> a lot, a lot of work. It was a, it was say. a between competitive seasons thing. Yeah, right. So he he actually took point on Rek'Sai. Yeah. So he did a lot of talking with the designer. Uh, played it, played her the most, and you know the whole time he was saying, yeah, this champion's pretty good, right? Like you know, balanced champion. We're like, Sarah, are you kidding me? You're you're destroying everyone. He's like, no, no, it's fine. You guys just aren't warding. Like, oh my god. And then <laughs> yeah. we see we see Rek'Sai hit lives. Champions, oh, champions, <laughs> champions ganking from like behind turrets. Like, oh, I guess I need to ward the entire enemy map. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, you you heard it here, folks. Well, I mean, uh, it was right. Zyrene. Yeah, Zyrene was right. You weren't warding <laughs> the entirety of the map. <laughs> I mean. I personally wasn't playing in spectator mode, so I didn't know where it was coming from. <laughs> yeah, know, that's true. Yeah, League of Legends evolves into a 6v6 uh, <laughs> where you need someone in the spectator gunner position taking point. Great stuff. Scott, have you have you had anything like that? Have you taken point on a character recently or, or anything like that? Did you get to feel like you, you are responsible for some abomination on live? Uh, well, I guess the most recent champion I worked on was Kindred. Yeah. Uh, I think it released relatively oh, thanks. well. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> that was a good release. Come yeah, on, I know guys. it was. It was. It was. I, I, I'm think, not gonna, it, yeah. I think it released relatively well as a as a ranged marksman in the jungle. Since like, right? Yeah, it, it sounds pretty tough too. Yeah, to be a large scale differential, right, between lower elo and higher high elo players. So that was kind of like our problem with Kindred. Uh, to my knowledge, she wasn't released, or they were not released. There, I was yeah. about to correct you. Sorry, was... they they were not released. <laughs> ridiculously over or overpowered. So yeah. That, well, well. So what is because that that's kind of a different experience from the one that we've talked about, right? Because I imagine what I mean you you play kind of all the jungle greatest hits, right? Like you're like a Nidalee player, an Elise player, Evelyn player, and I like winning. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Saw you, <laughs> I saw you playing Udyr the other day. <laughs> I, I I do enjoy winning. Um, well, so I know that like you know, hey, if I if I was like guys, we got to take Nidalee's spear down by sixty. Like I feel confident that you'd be able to get me a read on that. But mm-hmm. what is it like when you're dealing with? kind of the unknown stuff, right? Because this can happen with systems changes, you know, especially when you guys are doing stuff like Rift Herald or or like Kindred, right, which is a complete shakeup for that role. How do you find your footing? How do you feel confident in the value that you're providing in the feedback? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a really difficult task. Uh, we can never reach 100% confidence, but we certainly try our best. Not to be- with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you guys were more confident, you could be. Uh, we we certainly try our best to, to be as confident in the in those in those new champions. Uh, what we'd like to do is try and reference those champions relative to the other ones that are similar in that position, right? So for mm. Kindred, uh, there wasn't a good reference point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's completely new. So uh, it was maybe a bit more difficult for that. But say we're we're talking about Comet Dragon, right? Who was just recently released? Comet Dragon or Comet Dragon or. Comet yeah, yeah, <laughs> those internal names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Aurelian Soul. Soul. He would be very offended. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and he would throw a star at you. It's a little easier for that one since uh, it's it's just a mid laner, right? Uh, you can compare it to something like someone who likes to roam a lot, like TF. Yeah. So it's it's easier the reference point. Without reference point, we sort of just go in the dark and say this seems appropriate, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember what we were doing for Kindred. I mean. You can say, all right, marksman. So let's put a marksman on him, and then we see people like counter jungling themselves, leaving up, you know, jungle camps. Like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I don't jungle. Like, okay, that's probably a problem. Then we see jungle mains play Kindred, and like, all right, I'm doing really well. And then late game, 
comes around and they dive in head first. Like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. How do you play a marksman late game? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, <laughs> new challenges. All right, we just identified yeah. a problem. I, I uh, just bre- I, I love Kindred because I feel like you hear the AD carry and the jungler most blaming one another for their losses. <laughs> and so we just Good made point. them the same champion. He is the solution. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how you get over all the toxicity. There is Make no the tribunal. jungler and the AD carry. There is carry. no tribunal. There is only Kindred. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how you get judged. So, you, I mean, ultimately, I think what it sounded like here is there's, there's no perfect solution. It's just about making it better and better over time. Uh, and, and so I, I imagine to, to, to a great extent, that's obviously like team staffing. You mentioned making sure that you have people with the right skill levels people in the right roles all that type of stuff and 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 you got to maintain that over time so so uh you have a bit of of a of the, the amateur background you mentioned that mm-hmm. you used to uh I, b- I believe you were briefly in challenger series is it i think i was in the first challenger series gotcha okay yeah. okay and so um uh how how exactly so you uh you you got into this through the reddit thread um who else did we get through the reddit thread was it mostly former kind of like you know amateurs or or pros or uh, what it was a mix of people. So there were a lot of low to high diamond applications. Mm-hmm. Uh, we picked out the best of those mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that they were able to talk intelligently about the game and had strong communication skills. Uh, other than that, there's a lot of word of mouth. It turns out if you play League of Legends at a high level, you run into a lot of the same people a bunch, so you start to know people. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, references were incredibly useful in terms of filling out the team. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so I know I know from that we've got a, a pretty good number of of, of, of uh, former pros. There's uh, there's Miles Horde, Daydreaming, yep. uh, Abe as well. Used yeah, to be yeah. MIA to uh, from Complexity, gotcha. Nick, Wu, Nick Wu. Oh yeah, uh, also from Complexity. Okay, and so that's that's not everybody though. Like uh, I I know you were talking as well to me at some one point about some guy who who came in from across the across the country I think and who, and who didn't even have a background in in game design or or game playing specifically at a professional level. Uh, what's his deal? Oh uh, yeah, good old uh, Kevin O'Brien. Okay. Yeah. He uh, shared the name <laughs> of one of our most famous coworkers, and that got him. There. Made it made it a little <laughs> annoying for emailing purposes. But, yeah. You know, other than that, every uh, time yeah. I get one, I, I'm like, wait, which Kevin O'Brien is it? <laughs> the one I, who thinks he's good at League of Legends. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but which yeah. Kevin O'Brien is <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah, uh, Kevin, he, you know, used to work in a law firm. He did the lawyer things. Wait, what? Yeah. Yes, he he used to do. I'm just gonna call it the lawyer things again. Okay. Yeah. 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 He he will like roll up in a suit to work. Wow. And you were just like, mm. I'm pretty sure he's just trolling us when he's like, he has this coffee mug. He sticks his elbow out, takes like a big long sip, and goes, "So guys, you know, it's just <laughs> Kevin O'Brien. That's I have got to meet this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How old is he? Uh. Yes. Okay. No, he's, he's 26, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. He's Somewhere in the riot zone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's working at a. He's. I'm imagining him like business cat. You know, it's that it's that meme where he's sitting there just in his office in his suit one day, and he goes, "I should play League of Legends for a living." How <laughs> so did that work out? He did play a lot of League of Legends. He knew someone who worked at Riot, uh, who was up to date on playtest team. You know, being a team that we were looking to hire on, uh, and you know, this person who worked at Riot already knew Kevin was. Good-ish, you know. <laughs> Believe that. So he, he this is diamond. the man we want. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I've ever heard someone say about Kevin. He was, he was Diamond Five at the time, and Kevin's like, "Oh man, they're looking for good players. I I gotta go grind some games." So, a dirty Fizz main, you know, just spams that champion. Peaks at D three, but you know, when the application came through, that was that was good enough at the time. So, um, regardless, uh, he probably wasn't the best player we've ever had on the team sure. uh, in terms of skill. Like he he did everything really well in terms of feedback, communication. You know, staying focused in games, all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, his skill was often a little under the bar we were trying to set. But uh, 
Turns out we found a positive use for that. We developed what we call the Kevin O'Brien test, uh, the old KOB. So, you know, when stuff is in iteration, it is very often overtuned to the point where, you know, if it hit anything, people go, oh, that shit's OP, broken, you know, hyperbole galore. Yeah. Uh, that's not particularly actionable, and you can't really do much with that. So when we think something is that strong, we're like, all right, Kevin, play this champion. <laughs> so Kevin K-O-B. gets it, he's like, oh, baby. Oh, <laughs> this man. is my time now to my shine. Time. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, he'll go like 10 and 0 on, you know, Elise when she used to be even more crazy. And we're like, we're going to ship this stuff? We're like, okay, not anymore. It, it, it failed the KOB test. We yeah. gave it to Kevin. You know, he went, he went off on it and probably need some nerves. So, so would he try and pull the Zyrene and be like, no, you guys are just, you just suck. Or, or would he be like, yeah, I'm not this good. Well, I feel he like would, he would be much more open to it. He's like, you guys, this this is crazy strong. I would never do this well in a game. The, the, the reverse, the, the Scott test is kind of the reverse, is you'll hear people be like, uh, hey, how are the iterations on this Jarvan thing going? It's like, oh, it seems okay. Uh, really? I heard he took over a game. Yeah, but that's Scott. I'm gonna have someone that's mortal play him tomorrow, <laughs> and then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna see from there. Yeah, kind of Scott, how it Scott's goes. like, um, even KDA. He was like, no, nerf. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I had to play against Scott one time in in Riot Rumble. It frightened me. Oh, I'm sure you did, because you have this habit of talking trash about people who are better than you at League of Legends. Oh so yeah. I figured at some point he had stomped oh, yeah. all over you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got, I got. Super bodied. It was. It was on. It was on some weird Jedi plane. Like I need to go to train on a different planet. Yeah, but everyone who wasn't in that game got to spectate it. So that was a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was sick. Yeah. But um, no, I think what you're kind of talking about, where it's like, uh, it's not just about being able to play the game well. I think that to me is is the most important thing, uh, because. Again, I'll go back to it. You know, we're not just about saying like, "Oh yeah, we'll just have the best guys and put them in a room." Because if you've just had the best guys, uh, there's no guarantee that we're going to be able to get good feedback or that they're even like professional or that they're even nice they or might, something. Yeah, they right? might not have the right mind for it. They might not be able to work greatly and you know very well in a team. Like that's super important in this. You have one bad apple. I imagine that could screw things up pretty badly. Yeah. So, so the most exciting thing for me has always been when interacting with playtest is is kind of getting to hang out with them and hear their thoughts on the game and what they think of our thoughts on the game, right? And, like, trying to help both sides kind of bridge the gap on saying, like, hey, designers are very idealistic, generally speaking, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to make this item, and because of its presence, people will buy it for these purposes, right? Where playtesters and more high-elo people are very realistic, right? They're just like... I know that you're building me this nice pushing item, but until you make it have 60 armor and MR, I'm not going to buy it, right? And so finding kind of the tug of war between that, I feel like both people get to learn a lot more than just, you know, punch the time card, get the play tests on it, and then let it go. Yeah, and I imagine you guys you guys free up the, you know, I'll just say champion design team, you know, as, as one in one case, to, to actually just do more stuff. Like, A, they can try and be crazier because then you guys are always there as that final, you know, uh, uh, you know, call it like QA pass on on these things, and then also it allows us to have like you know some of our designers are not like incredible at League of Legends. We've got silver champion designers, uh, you know, that I know of. So, you know, the fact that those people can still make something super awesome that gets them really excited might not necessarily have the capabilities to fine tune all of the numbers precisely. Uh, that then gets kicked to you guys, and you guys are able to make sure that 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 really cool vision gets out in in a way that doesn't break the game in half. Yeah. So what what is what is some of the 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 goofiest things that you've seen in a playtest? Is there, is there is there like any experiences or any things any any like unreleased champions or whatever? Oh yeah, I remember back in the day when uh, we were doing some Urgot iterations. <laughs> <laughs> 
his ult would, oh. you know, kind of spawn a Jace gate type thing. So, like, accelerate particles. Didn't accelerate particles. It split them into three. So, uh, just, oh God. just his? Ju- no. <laughs> right. I remember this. You could fire had, Ash Arrow we had into the game. And Ash. We're like, <laughs> dodge this. It was you know, the Matrix moment. You just kind of blast that through and it just goes everywhere. It's like, okay, <laughs> this can't ship. Yeah. So, three Lux ults? Uh, I mean,. I that didn't if... count as a projectile. Uh, yeah, so yeah, no, okay. but well, all right, I'll, I'll sell that, for three that, ash arrows. That I was guess. Yeah, that yeah. was the idea. What yeah. the hell? What about you, Scott? Uh, I don't remember too much of a crazy thing. Uh, I guess the big thing was like Kindred when she had 75, 75 more base range, her bounties <laughs> yeah. were two percent. So she was just like what she is now, but or what they are now, but on steroids. It was okay. actually ridiculous. Right. You were just go, you were just. I off. remember the playtest that changed that. Uh, you and Nick, we were like, yeah, we're just gonna suicide repeatedly for bounties because them getting three hundred gold is less valuable than me getting two percent current HP damage. Yeah, and that's that's kind of some of the coolest <laughs> okay. stuff to hear. Is is you know just break that stuff <laughs> right up. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> the designers are some of the smartest folks I've ever met, but then they're not always the best at doing doing math. The degenerate stuff. <laughs> You know, yeah, and so and so it's like uh, it's like if anyone's ever seen Proxy Singed ever, you're like, why would they do that? Why would they just kill themselves over and over to get money? That's wrong. That's not how my game's supposed to be played. And when you guys are just sort of like, well, this is worth four hundred and thirty-five gold, and that's three hundred effective value, baby. You're just like you're almost you're almost shocked to your core. You're like. How could I have done this? <laughs> <laughs> so, so where's where's the team going? I know, like as we mentioned, you know, people are are, are people move all over at Riot all the time, and 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 that's obviously the case with your team. I, I think, I think Kevin O'Brien, for example, is off doing QA or something. Yeah, he's now. doing release QA. Okay, so he makes you. sure the game gets to players. Gotcha. He, he, a little more uh, on the <laughs> one of those types pretty, of things. Pretty important, actually. That's the <laughs> turns out it is necessary. Super for, important. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you guys are needing to to fill things out, uh, you know, constantly. Are, are you still looking for people right now? Uh, yes, we are. So, <laughs> oh. plug here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we, we are constantly looking gotcha. for people who have strong communication skills. We draw a pretty hard line at Diamond 5, but the closer to Diamond 5 you are, the more impressive you have to be at everything else. Gotcha. So, yeah. uh, and, and that's Diamond 5 coming down. That's not like approaching Diamond 5. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm that's... sorry. I've just been there for so long. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something beyond those hills. I can I can escape. <laughs> and, and so I imagine I imagine that we're past the days of Reddit threads now. Uh, are, we, are we using the Careers there, website? We are using the okay, Careers website. Right. <laughs> uh, there is a chance a Reddit thread makes an appearance, uh, you know, Again, going to the all the high elo players play games with each other. We, you might see random people asking you online if you're one of those people. Like, so looking for a job? Uh, you understand much about League of Legends? Because that's also a you know re- referrals tend to be the best hires or most consistent hires, I should say. I, I think at least, especially in this line of work. Like, yes. Like, like what you're saying is, is like, oh, I play with this guy all the time. He is very smart and has never yelled and you're yeah. like oh well that is a great starting check, point check and check have, have him send in a resume exactly. let's see if he knows things yeah well so yeah if any of you guys out there uh <laughs> think you got the chops check out that check out the uh, the ride games career website for that uh for that listing what's it called 
playtest team associate? Uh, it's probably playtest team QA something or something? other. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. control F playtest. Uh, it's under quality insurance, actually. Okay. Oh, oh it's sure under enough. QA. Yeah. Yes. Um, you will have to 1v1 Scott as your final <laughs> test. Uh, but you get to choose what character he plays. So choose Scott wisely. Scott will be playing only with his left foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only then will we know if, if you are truly worthy. Gotcha. So, so uh, you guys are also, uh, I mean, especially as the team has spun up a bunch now, I know you guys are starting to get out there as well and interacting with the community. You guys do, uh, I, I know, I think you do the 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 biweekly, like with the patches, the patch chat thing, where you patch guys chat. talk about like, you know, like what's that secret new strat that's coming out and, and, and have a Q&A with players and everything. And, and you're just out there on a lot of stuff. You're doing this as well. And I, I know I'm excited because like, there's this this dynamic that happens like, hey, I'm the guy updating X champion, and and it's and it can get very oppositional because obviously they have a vested interest. People on the other side of the community might one, you know, be opposed to that, but also maybe be better than the designer. But you guys kind of represent like almost an impartial, you know, force. A lot of you are like former pros as well and everything like that. So so a, a bit more there, and you're obviously super good at the game. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for that dynamic that you guys have with that I've seen with players. Like, what's that been like getting out there more and talking with players as the playtest team? Uh, it's certainly humbling to a certain extent. For one, uh, you know, before I started working at Riot, I played a lot, uh, thousands of games. Literally, I used to play. You know, I came from a Dota background. Nerd. And, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, just being able to kind of communicate with people who, quite frankly, were are exactly where I used to be. Uh, that already is fun. Yeah, super it's, cool. You know, being a player first, I get to talk about League of Legends. That's also pretty cool. So, yeah. like just across the board, it's a good experience from my end as well. Awesome. Awesome. What's uh what's it what's it been like for you, Scott? Have you gotten out there engaging with the community yet? I know some of you guys are still spinning up on that. Uh, to be honest, I haven't done too much of uh, community interaction. That's fine. You're too you're too far aloof. <laughs> yeah. Again, we gotta keep you se- separate from, they wouldn't from mere it. mortals. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he would be like, here's what I think. Player would be like, I disagree. I am this much better than you. Yeah. <laughs> I can hold your matchmaking rating in one hand <laughs> and crush it. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta think up some uh, in, most interesting man in the world things for Scott. Sometime. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get those out there. That can be his intro to the community. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. That's uh, uh, what is it? It's like uh, Scott is so good at League of Legends. He once scored a pentakill on Twisted Tree Line. <laughs> yes, perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. Okay, he is. The highest rated player at Riot. <laughs> <laughs> Just Photoshop a beard onto you. That's the... You're perfect. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, so I, I uh, you know, before we head out here, guys, I, I want to, you know, th- this is, it's going to sound simple, but I kind of mean it in a pretty personal way is how, how do you feel like the experience has been for you? Do you enjoy it? Do you feel like you've really grown through all of this? Because I know this is honestly one of those things that, uh, People on the outside are like, whoa, getting paid to play video games, that's so cool, right? But it's, you know, it, it couldn't be further from from the the trials and the challenges that you guys actually have. Like, what has the experience honestly been like? Is is it, do you dig it? How has it been? Sure. Well, uh, my honest opinion is, like, it's probably one of the best jobs I've ever had. It's, uh, <laughs> look, look, at, look at Scarborough trying to set all these like ex- expectations and context. Yeah, like really I know there rough, are challenges. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's enjoying like, life, sometimes. but it is the best. <laughs> uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, difficulties and bumps in the road, right? Uh, 
when I first started, I was just a really good player. My communication skills may have been a bit off. Uh, even now, I struggle sometimes <coughs> to speak to some of the Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's something that I'm able to develop a lot of my skill set, which is like re a really co cool opportunity, while at the same time still playing League of Legends and being able to impact the game in, in, in my eyes in a positive way, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I imagine that's got to be really cool yeah, as well. Like, you know, like seeing that thing you did that went out for the better... You know, and maybe also on the Zyrean side of like, damn, I screwed us over. <laughs> Yo, for all the people who played Rek'Sai, that was a that was a positive impact. Yeah, yeah, like, let's give him some credit. Rek'Sai's Q used to have a slow on it. You can thank Zyrene for removing that. I mean, Ooh. not entirely. I'm gonna hug him later. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. be like, thank you. That used to slow. So <laughs> ponder that one for a bit before yeah. you go blaming him on uh, well, Zyrene on is the dark on night of, release. The dark night of play. Yeah. Okay. yeah, the one we deserve, but not the one we need right now. Yeah. All right. So, well, I was going to give you a, oh, yeah. a chance to start uh, it's as well. similar in the sense that you know I'm I'm fortunate enough to wake up and look forward to going to work. Uh, you know, previous background I couldn't necessarily say that. So, you know, I get to I get to do the thing I love and make money doing it. <laughs> well, I well, mean that's that's not the driving force, you know, but it's a nice aside. Holy shit, Adam. <laughs> now I know. I'm I'm deeply intrigued. What was that previous background? I used to be a physics major, and I worked oh, on a physics too, lab. Oh, me too, man. Okay, I didn't get that far. I was a physics major. I just liked the same stuff. That's, yeah. Yeah. I was a physics major for a time in college, and then yes. decided, uh, I remember I had a, a Calc 2 professor named uh, Dragonev mm -hmm. uh, who talked like this. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds like most of my yeah, teachers, actually. And, and I just sat there. I got a test back, and, and I got a like C-plus on it, and I just looked at it, and I was like, man... I really hate this crap, don't you? Turn to my buddy who now works at NASA, and he looked at me, and I see he's got an A minus, and he's like, "No, I actually really like it." And that was the moment where I was like, "I need to get out of here." <laughs> so you actually worked in a lab? I did. Okay. That was, All right. That was well, something. Were you the subject? <laughs> were, you, were you what they were testing in the lab? Well, that's a tale for another time. I'm sure we're going to be having you guys back on, uh, you know, either this or or the streams at some point, or uh, or some of our other features. But want to take. Uh, you know, I uh, want to thank you guys for taking the time to come out here. I'm sure you're, I'm sure you got some more play testing to go do. Uh, so we will let you get back to that. Uh, to all you folks out there, make sure to uh, like, subscribe, listen. Uh, let us know what we can do better. Let us know what you liked. All that kind of stuff, so we can keep getting better. Uh, thank you to everybody for uh, for listening. We'll see you guys next time. And Bye. if you're really good at League of Legends, apply. Oh yeah, the, the careers page.